everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of a brand new podcast, Like Stars. I'm your host, Dr. Pete Goodman, and I'm really excited to be kicking off a new thing. I appreciate you joining in, listening, and uh, this podcast is going to be an exploration of God's wisdom, uh, what it means to follow it by being faithfully loyal to Jesus, and in turn, experiencing the life to the fullest that he offers those who come and seek him and trust him and obey him. And in doing so, shine like stars because they have something the world is looking for. So that's kind of what it's all about. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the different things we can explore, different topics. Uh, Over the next few weeks, we're going to answer some questions that you guys have written in. We're going to explore just some other issues that come up. I'm in the process of writing a book, and uh, it's called Like Stars. And so some of the concepts I'm exploring, we'll talk about there as well. It's going to be really great. I'm looking forward to it. As we go along, if you ever have any questions that want to know anything about whatever we're talking about, you can email me at pete at risecitychurch.com. You can find this podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. You can also find it on YouTube at the Like Stars YouTube page. So I'm really looking forward to what God is going to do through it and how it might speak to you. So uh, without any further ado, we're going to get started with our first ever episode of the Like Stars podcast. Here we go. I was thinking to myself, what would be a great way for me to start a whole new direction with this podcast? In some ways, you might even say this is kind of my first real one. Everything up to this point has really just been recording classes I'm teaching live. What would be the best way to start? What would be a really good way to kick this off? And that in itself triggered something that I had been talking about with uh, our staff even last week, the very concept of what is good, what is best, (laughs) what is the best thing. And you know, if you look at the scriptures, one thing you find is uh, that concept is all over it. And it's not a concept that's in any way specific to Christianity, Judaism, the Old Testament, or religion in general. It's a concept that is across humanity throughout time in many ways. Uh, We can go back and look at ancient civilizations from thousands of years ago or turn on any news station or social media now, the question of what is best for us? What is the better option? What will bring about this sort of goodness, success, prosperity, whatever? This is a theme that has run throughout humanity as long as humanity has been writing down things, whether on paper or cave walls. The desire to succeed, the desire to bring about that which is like, what is best, right? What's the best thing to do to bring about the best results? Now, in the ancient world, and even still today, they had a word that described this question. You might even call it like the the, the search for the best, the search for that which is ultimately going to be the best thing. And we translate in multiple different languages, but in our language, we call it wisdom. The word wisdom uh, is, is a long, long history going back thousands of years of how do we know that which is best? We want to succeed. We want to we want to win, right? We want to get the most out of life. So how can we find the right answers? How can we find the 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 right decision that will bring about the most goodness, the most success, prosperity, whatever words you want to put in there? I want to know how to win, right? We've got one shot on this rock floating through space. I want to make the most of it. I want good things. How do I find it? That was wisdom. Wisdom was the search for the good. Uh, And it was really popular among many ancient cultures, partly because usually when they wrote things down, this is what they were wrestling with. So we have a lot of literature that we call wisdom literature from the ancient world. 
But there was one group of people, especially who really made it famous. Uh, the Greeks were so enamored with wisdom, they pioneered an entire school of thought, literally called the love of wisdom. Philo, love, Sophia, wisdom, philosophy is the love, the desire to want to know. And at the heart of Greek philosophy, the Greek love of wisdom was this one basic question. Uh, and the word eudaimonia, like it means the good life or what is good for us? What is the good, the good life? So Greek philosophy, like all forms of ancient wisdom literature and wisdom thinking was aimed at finding that which is good, finding that which will bring about our prosperity. Now, of course, when you even bring that up though, and we could, maybe this podcast will be a thing that we explore wisdom a lot more. And I'd love to do that. But before we even explore, I just, there's a place that you have to start, right? There's this, this sort of fundamental moment that you have to begin with before you go anywhere else. It's one thing to talk about pursuing the good or, or finding the pathway to the good, right? How do I find that which is good? But before we even go there, there's another important question we have to ask. What is good? How, how do you know what actually is good? How does anyone know whether something is or is not good? And you know whether you were living 500 years ago or 20 years ago, and especially today when I'm recording this in 2022, the question of what is good is everywhere. We ask it in different ways, of course. We, we talk to each other and we fight with each other and argue. And oftentimes when we're arguing with each other, especially about politics and things, what we're arguing about is what we think is or isn't good. If you think it's good for a person to live this way or good for us to give people this money and not give this money, if it's good for a person to express themselves this way, whether it's sexually or, or religiously or whatever, the question of what is good for you and how do we even know what is good for us? And as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, and obviously this podcast is always going to come from that bent, uh, I, I, I'm a student of the Bible, um, and but I'm also a student of kind of culture in the ancient world and philosophy and how those two inter intermesh. And so that's going to be a big part of this podcast. If you continue to tune in with me, I want to ask questions about what the scriptures say that actually affects our lives because everybody is asking that question. Everybody wants to know what is good, right? Everybody does. And we all say it different ways, but we all ask that. We all like, how do I bring about the good? What is good? And the way that we most commonly do it, of course, is we get on Instagram or Facebook and we start yelling at each other. That's not good. No, that's good. Uh, you know, massive debates today about something like maybe abortion. Is that a good thing or not a good thing? Which is the better good? A woman's right to choose or protecting, right? These questions of what is good are at the center of everything. Where should I go to college? Who should I marry? What should I do for a living? Where should I live? How should I, you know, pursue this? Or, you know, should I get divorced or stay married? What is good? What is the good? Now, I think it's important then for us to take a step back. And again, I'm going to come from a Christian perspective. And we're just going to touch briefly on this in this podcast. And we'll dive in some more as we keep going. So stay with me. But the first thing you need to know is, again, when you read the Bible, and we're going to start in the Old Testament, this question is everywhere. It's, 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 it's not hidden. It's everywhere. In fact, one of my <laughs> verse that always stuck with me, uh, King David says this in Psalm 4, 6. He says, many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Now, you might hear that and you say, okay, prosperity. Well, here's the thing. That word that we translate into English as prosperity is the Hebrew word tov. 
And Tov is all over the Old Testament and it can be translated all different kinds of ways. It can be translated as success. It can be translated as uh, a benefit or a good thing, having favor. Um, there's a verse in Deuteronomy that speaks of God opening the storehouses of his Tov, his treasures, his bounty and pouring out to humans. Uh, the Tov is used to describe a city and calling it flourishing or growing or developing. We use Tov when we speak of I, when I have a decision to make, um, sometimes the Old Testament literally says, decide Tove, and we translate it as, do what you like, do what seems best for you. Or if there's a question like, well, what's the better option here? How do I know what is Tove? What's the better thing? When the Israelites are, are wandering the desert and they start complaining and they say, wouldn't it have been Tove for us to just stay back in Egypt? Like we would have rather, it, it would have been better. Life would have been better. Um, and in first Samuel, there's this great verse where, uh, David says to himself, the best thing that I can do, speaking of how he should be, he's questioning, what should I do? King Saul's trying to kill me. He says, the Tove thing is to escape and talk. He's basically saying, I'm wrestling with my options. The Tove thing, the best thing, the right thing. Uh, in first Kings, we actually see like, there's this desire that Solomon prays to teach people the Tove way to live. And we translate as the right way. Teach them that which brings about good things, that which is the right or best decision. Now, on the flip side, there was a word in Hebrew which was the exact opposite of tov, and that word is ra. Ra was whatever tov is not. Ra could be translated as destruction, death. Uh, there's all kinds of ways you could um, sometimes... Uh, it would be something that's that's flawed or defective, ugly even. Tov could be beautiful, Ra could be ugly. Um, if something is defective or like when they would speak of like cattle being kind of, oh, there's the good, there's the Tov cattle, which is the cattle that's healthy and nice. And then there's the raw cattle, which is kind of dying and limping and like they have diseases. Saying something is displeasing or harmful or troublesome. Saying something was inaccurate or off base, like it's a lie, could be raw. You could have a raw attitude, which could be sadness or, or depression. Something could be raw if it was difficult or hard, or if even the words misery and misfortune. So you think there's a lot of ways you could translate tov and raw, good, blessing, success, prosperity, raw, brokenness, misery, misfortune. And in many ways, what these two words are doing is they're sort of painting two different kinds of pictures of life, a tov life and a raw life. A tov life is one that is good, that is, that, is, that is successful and works and is pleasing. And then a raw life is the opposite, one that's not. And of course, as if you haven't already noticed it, the most common ways that tov and ra are translated into our modern day English are as good and bad, or even good and evil, tov and ra. And they're always opposites. They're always sort of contradicting each other. Now, you may have heard good and evil uh, coming out of the Bible, and you probably have. Maybe you're not even a Christian, but you've heard that you know that we talk about good and evil a lot. But what's important to understand is when you understand Tov and Ra this way, it kind of, because they're often made to be like sort of like moral words, like Superman is good, Hitler is evil. Superman is Tov, Hitler is Ra. Um, you know, Mother Teresa is Tov. And, and that's true. And we're going to get into that. That's certainly true. But it's kind of missing the real heart of these words. Uh, it's certainly true that the biblical authors could use tov and ra to translate something as morally good and, or reprehensible or evil. Um, but I want you to think about this statement. In the very beginning of the Bible, right, the first thing we're told is that God creates the heavens and the earth. 
And then he creates the sun and the moon and the stars and he creates the land and the ocean and then he creates vegetation. He creates everything. And as he does, along each step of the way, when God looks at his creation, he describes it. And he says, it is tov. It's tov. And we translate that word as good. But if you think about it, looking at the ways that that Hebrew word could be translated, there's a lot of different ways you could translate it. God could be saying it is pleasant, it is working, it is functioning, it is healthy, it is what it's supposed to be, tov. But think about how odd it would be uh, if by tov God meant it's like morally good, right? Um, No one would hear God saying that the ocean was like a good ocean, like it was an ethical ocean, right? Um, Or that the moon or a blade of grass or even a bird could be evil, Though that wouldn't make sense. Rather, you have to understand the way these words work in terms of flourishing versus, you know, destruction, <laughs> goodness versus that which isn't, that which is broken, that which is decaying. And let me think, let me help you think of these words this way. Have you ever taken your car into a mechanic because something wasn't quite right? Maybe you got that annoying uh, symbol flashing on your dashboard and you're like me and you have absolutely no idea what to do with it because you're an idiot when it comes to cars. And so you're like, I know something's wrong. So you just take it to your mechanic, right? And you say, eh, fix it. Um, now, a few hours later, maybe you, you get a phone call from your mechanic and they call you up and like, hey, Pete, we looked at it over and here's the deal. Uh, your uh, flux capacitor is bad which I would assume I would just pay for it because I'm an idiot again. Uh, but when you hear them say there's something bad with the engine, you know, if you're, re- if you're rational, your first thought isn't, oh no, ha- has my engine gone like full Skynet aware and is now a horrible uh, artificially intelligent robot set on destroying the world? I'm like, well, no, of course not. Saying it's bad means it's not working. There's something wrong with it. It's raw. Uh, That clinking noise (laughs) and the smoke coming out of the back is raw. Or on the other hand, maybe they check it out and they call you and say, hey, you know what? Actually, it was a little thing. We fixed it. Everything is good. It's tove. It's like in that moment, of course, you have like a new lease on life, right? Oh, thank God. I don't have to empty my bank account for this stupid car. And, you know, rather than hanging up the phone and shaking your fist at the heavens, uh, Right now, aside from the emotional roller coaster that those two, you know, Tove and Ra, your engine, your car engine create, think about again the way good and evil were used. Your mechanic wasn't making a statement about whether the various pieces of your car were behaving like good little cogs, or if again, if the engine had turned into some evil destructing robot. He was simply pointing out whether it was working properly. Was it functioning the way it was created and designed to? Was it fulfilling the purpose for its existence? Was it behaving in a way that is good and flourishing and healthy or is something wrong? Is it tove or is it raw? And if it's tove, great, jump back in, drive it, everything's good. If it's raw, we need to do something. We need to fix it. Um, because it's not doing what it's supposed to. You're not enjoying the ride the car was created to offer. And that's how the biblical authors consistently use tov and ra, good and evil. Again, beautiful. Uh, To say something was better, the best, or a choice of a group. Um, To say something was precious or highly valuable. To say that a particular decision was favorable or in your best interest. Like, this is the tov thing to do. You should do it. Um, And even just straight up success or enjoyment or happiness where again, raw is all those opposite things. It's flawed, it's defective, it's harmful, it's broken. The two are contrasted all over the Bible. 
uh, in the book of Deuteronomy, when God sets his people a choice before them, he says to them, here's the deal. I want to give you a choice today. You can either choose to follow me and obey me and you will have life and tov, life and prosperity, life and goodness, or death and ra, death and destruction, death and brokenness, right? You have a choice. Tov is the kind of life I'm looking for, the good life. Jesus calls it the abundant life or to the fullest. Ra, the ra, the broken, the evil, which Jesus tells us to pray to be escaped from, is the kind of life that's broken and ruined and full of misery and destruction. And right in that moment in Deuteronomy 30, God is saying, you have a choice. Follow me and have tov or ignore me and have ra. The good life that God intended, the healthy, favorable one, or the one that's linked to death, difficulty, trouble, possibly even failure, misery, and misfortune. This is what uh, Job meant uh, when he faced uh, all the problems that were coming about him. He's complaining about it. In Job 30, he says, when I hoped for Tov, Ra came. When I hoped for a good life, when I wanted good things, when I wanted my business to succeed and, and for my family to thrive, instead, everything's in ruins. It's Ra. He wasn't saying I was hoping for moral goodness and instead, repre- like he was just saying, my life went from good things to crappy things, <laughs> right? And that's bad. So these words, Tov and Ra, good and evil, speak of two kinds of life available to us as humans, one that's flourishing and to our benefit, or one that's broken and leading to a dead end. This also helps explain why the young King Solomon, when he first took the crown, the first thing that he did was he prayed and he said, God, give me a discerning heart. And he says that I can distinguish between Tov and Ra, 1 Kings 3.9. Help me distinguish between Tov and Ra, what is better or worse for my kingdom. Help me know what the good decisions to make in order to bring about prosperity for the kingdom. God, you help me do that. He wasn't asking for insight into a particular moral dilemma, but for help knowing which decisions would bring about the best for his people. And guess what? Solomon prayed that, God responded, and what happened? God gave him that distinguishing between Tov and Ra. And pretty soon, the, the Old Testament says that Solomon was known as the wisest man on earth. Ah, there's that word wisdom again, right? Solomon was the wisest man on earth. Why? Because he could distinguish between Tov and Ra. He knew what was right and what was not right. He knew how the engine was supposed to run and how the engine wasn't supposed to run people would flock from around the world then to come and speak to him and hear from him. Because wisdom, again, as its very essence, is the ability to distinguish between Tov and Ra. That's what wisdom is. How do I know what's better? How do I know what's right? How do I know whether to go this way or that way? What is good? What is not good? What is for the betterment of my life? Anyone who has that, anybody can please show me what, what is wise, what is the good thing? And here's Solomon who said, God, the only thing I want from you is for you to tell me, show me how to distinguish so I can lead people well. And he did. And people were like, wow, this guy. And the whole nation thrived. It was the highest apex moment for the whole nation of Jerusalem when Solomon was king because he ruled in wisdom. And wisdom was knowing Tov and Ra, knowing what is good for people and knowing what is bad for people. Now, why is this all important? Well, it's important for a couple of reasons. Um, the most central reason why this is vital is because everyone today wants to know what Tov and Ra is. We don't use that word, obviously, but we still ask, we're still looking for success and prosperity and health and wellness and goodness, and we're still trying to avoid brokenness and pain and suffering, right? We're all, it's all of us, right? But here's something that's so, so key. Uh, something that um, 
man, I, I wish more people understood this. And so I'm glad I can get a chance to do it in a podcast. At the very beginning of the Bible, there's this moment where God creates humans. He's already created everything and called it Tove. Everything's working. It's good. It's exactly like God intended. And then he creates two humans. And he says, you guys now are good. I, I'm looking at you. You're together. It's good. It's working. It's flourishing. This is great. We'll call this paradise because it's good. It works. Now, here's the deal, guys. I'm putting you in charge of all of the earth. <laughs> you're my image bearers. You're going to represent me. You're going to be my ambassadors. You're going to caretake everything I've created and you're going to keep it going good and everything is going to be good and it's going to be awesome. But I have one rule for you. Just one rule. Not a lot, <laughs> right? Just one. One rule. Here's the rule. You can do anything you want, but in the middle of the garden, there's a tree called the knowledge of Tov and Ra, the understanding of good and evil. Don't eat from that tree. That's it. That's it. That's the only rule that God gave these people. He said, do whatever you want, but don't eat from the knowledge of good and evil. Now, a lot of people struggle with that passage because they're like, wait, this is weird. What is this, some kind of test? Why is there a random tree? Who cares what kind of fruit they eat? Why is it even called that? What's going on? It's confusing. But here's the deal. When you understand Tov and Ra from its bigger perspective, Tov is what is good for us. Ra is what is bad for us. Hear that command again. Do whatever you want. Have fun. Enjoy life. Just don't decide for yourself what is Tov and Ra. The only command that God initially gave them outside of take care of my earth was let me tell you what is good for you. Let me tell you when something will help you flourish and what thing will actually bring about destruction. Let me, your creator, the one who formed you, be the one who says, hey, Pete, that isn't gonna work. Don't do that. And what do the humans do? Well, a snake comes. In the ancient world, a snake was actually a symbol of wisdom, like an owl today. And the serpent comes and says, yeah, God's just trying to control you. He's trying to run your life. He's just trying to keep you down, right? You need to throw off the shackles. You need to take that fruit and then you'll be like God. You'll be able to know what is good. And Eve actually looks at it and it says she saw the fruit was pleasing and for gaining wisdom. She wanted wisdom without the string. She wanted, she wanted to know what was good and right for her life. And so did Adam without a God telling them how to control because God just wants to to run your life and tell you what to do and he's mean and angry and all right it's still the same today even today we're like oh well does god tell me what is good for me or do i decide for myself do i follow god or do i follow my heart you know I, just kind of winding this up in the book of proverbs there's this great verse and we'll probably come back to this in a future podcast where he says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and right there we see it wisdom the desire to know what is good and what is not good for my life does it start with you? Does it start with your own heart? What you feel? Oh, this just feels good to me. I think this is the right thing to do. Am I, are you deciding Tov? Or is your creator telling you what is Tov and you're trusting him? Will you let God tell you what is good for you and trust him enough to follow through on it? Or will you always seek it for yourself? That's the human condition, guys. That's at the heart of all of our problems. Because when Adam and Eve said, we don't want God to tell us what's good, Paul will later tell us in Romans what happens. We reject the knowledge of God for God to say, this is Tov and this is Ra. We decide for ourselves and pretty soon we are broken and dysfunctioning because we don't know what's good because we're creatures, we're not the creator. 
So the answer for us guys, as we start this podcast, move forward, I want to keep asking these questions. I want to look at topics and different things. And I want to ask questions, what is Tove and what is raw for our lives? What does the word of God say for us about how we should pursue success and goodness and a life to the fullest? What does Jesus mean for that? How, how does he play a role in that? How does the Holy Spirit play a role in that? How does the scriptures play a role in that? But ultimately at the start of everything, we have to ask ourselves, what is good for us? What is good for you? doing whatever you feel and what your neighbor or social media or Instagram influencers tell you or what your creator who knows your inmost being and knit you together in your mother's womb, doing what he tells you is Tove. Those two decisions will bring about very different results. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a person who truly experiences and lives out life to the fullest. And so I want to seek God's understanding and knowledge of Tove, not my own. All right. Well, that's our first podcast. We'll continue these conversations. Uh, our next podcast will probably start answering some other questions you guys have about theology or keep talking about Tove and wisdom and seeing that through the, when we even talk about questions and what God has for us, what is good and what is Tove and what does God actually desire the wise thing to do? So thanks for joining us. Uh, again, please, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, share it with your friends, uh, leave a comment, shoot me an email, give me some feedback. I'd love to know what you're thinking, what your thoughts are, other questions you have. Uh, if you ask questions, if you shoot me an email and ask me a question, I will definitely try to answer on the next podcast as best I can. Um, but looking forward to what God is going to do through this and really appreciate all of you. So thanks so much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you later. You consume me and I burn.